It's Thursday, July 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the Indians continue to, to work and grind at their spring training part two, the, the summer training camp at Progressive Field, and we've sort of moved into the next stage of, of activity there uh, at the ballpark with the club, and that is inter-squad games. Tito doesn't like them. Pitchers and catchers and, and hitters are are kind of looking forward to the, the matchups a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on inter-squad games? You know, I think uh, you got – right now, Joe, they're a necessary evil, and uh, I guess you got to play a lot of them here. And probably I would imagine they'll play one every day from here till they uh, play those three exhibition games at the end of, end of camp if, if those come off uh, against other teams. But you have to get ready one way or the other. And, you know, I, I was struck by uh, how fast – the Indians got into simulated games. You know, as soon as camp started last Friday, you know, uh, they were ready. They were ready to play. And um, they started, the pitchers started, you know, facing live hitters. And uh, Brian Sweeney, the, uh, the bullpen coach, said, uh, our guys don't want to play bullpens. They don't want to pitch bullpen sessions. They're ready to face hitters. So, uh, you know, we're seeing a, a progression here, but it's kind of on the, on the quick step. Right, yeah, they, they sort of skipped that whole step of, of training camp where the, the pitchers are just throwing on the side and, and, and throwing bullpens and, and not really facing live hitters, and they went right into to live matchups. We saw uh, Francisco Lindor, Mike Clevenger. We saw Aaron Savali pitch, uh, uh, you know, four or five innings the other day. Uh, Clevenger, again, uh, we, we haven't really seen much of, of Bieber yet, but they're – they're bringing guys over from the Eastlake camp as well to sort of fill out rosters for these inter-squad games. And, and that's going to be interesting because I know uh, they mentioned Bo Naylor was going to be uh, in the mix as, as far as, you know, just helping out in the bullpen and being available to, to, to give guys a break. Yeah. They had like a seven inning uh, simulated game Wednesday night and, uh, or Wednesday, not night, but, uh, and the uh, Naylor was there. A couple other guys came over from, uh, from Eastlake. Um, and Plutko and Plesak uh, faced each other for, I, I'm not sure, three or four innings. And uh, Yu Chang continues to bang the baseball. <laughs> he, he, he homered off Carrasco on Monday, and, and he took Plesak deep uh, on uh, Wednesday. And both, both shots into the, into the bleachers. Yeah, Tito said, uh, I didn't know Chang could hit a ball that far. So uh, Im- impressive power being shown uh, by by the young infielder maybe maybe that gets him a spot uh on the on the 30 man roster when when things you know shake out uh Clevenger had some some interesting comments about inter squad games and you know what 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 that all looks like uh he also had a couple of comments about uh, potential after he saw the schedule of uh facing uh Trevor Bauer in a matchup uh, I know the two exchanged uh, pleasantries on Twitter afterwards after the uh, the quotes got out. He said, "I'm more excited to have an uh, more excited to have an empty stadium where he can hear everything I'm saying to him. Now we can see who's more mentally tough. That'll be fun." So, uh, <laughs> you're not shying away from the idea of uh, giving Bauer a hard time while he's out on the mound. Yeah, he threw down a gauntlet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I the think verbal those, gauntlet, I guess. <laughs> those two were actually the only ones in baseball wishing that the uh, the universal DH wasn't a part of this season, just because uh, they would love to step into the box against each other. That's the uh, the one the one thing. 
Uh, all right. So uh, as we move into night games and, and inter-squad games with these guys, uh, who can help himself the most by, by sort of performing well in these games and, and, and hitting the ball? Who, who among the, uh, the Indians hitters can do that? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I would think, uh, you know, there's a bunch of hitters, a bunch of outfielders that are trying to separate themselves. Uh, Greg Allen, for one. Uh, Delano DeShields is obviously get, he's not in camp yet. Uh, hopefully he, his next test turns out positive, but he's getting kind of a late start as well. He wants um, it, he wants it negative, not positive. Just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. A neg- negative. Test, negative, negative would be a big positive for Delano DeShields. Yes, definitely. Sounds like a headline to me. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bowers, you know, I think, uh, need needs could, could use a, a big spring and, uh, you know, so there's a there's like ten outfielders, and so I think you know, obviously with help the thirty man roster is going to help, you know, some guys uh, whether they keep an extra, you know, how many extra bullpen guys they keep. Tito's always already said they they might go with fifteen pitchers, uh, but you know, there's going to be a, a utility guy. There's going to be a couple of extra outfielders. There's going to be a speed guy. You know, Zimmer and and Allen. You know, for the uh, extra inning rule. Uh, will come into play as well. Yeah, I asked Bradley Zimmer uh, the other day if uh, you know if things shake out and he's on the roster just as a guy who who's out there to run the bases. Maybe as that tenth inning guy starting on second base, uh, is that a role that he's uh, would accept? And he said yes, but he's like he he did mention he's like I think I can do a little more than just run the bases, <laughs> and uh, really you know he can, but at, at this point with that loaded outfield, who knows if he's going to get an opportunity to do more than that. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't even talk about Reyes, Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, you know, he's back in camp. He, you know, he uh, was let back in camp uh, for Wednesday afternoon's practice after a negative test. And, uh, you know, he's going to get, obviously he's going to get a lot of playing time, whether it's a DH or right field. So, you know, he's going to eat up a lot of at-bats in this 60-game season as well. Yeah, he's going to get playing time because from the way he was hitting the ball in spring training and the way that he, he looks just stepping into the box uh, in an empty stadium right now, uh, he's going to deserve a lot of playing time. He was hitting bombs onto the left field plaza uh, out of the park through the gates. So uh, that's the kind of power, the kind of big right-handed bat uh, hitting in, in the middle of the order there that the Indians have been sorely lacking the last few years. Somebody who could hit, uh, hit 35 to 40 home runs in a season, uh, that, that's Fran Mill Reyes if he stays on the path he was on in, back in March. Yeah, exactly right, Joe. And, and we should mention, you know, Zimmer has swung the bat really well early in camp here. A couple home runs, uh, a double. Uh, he's, he's dealing with a, a slight uh, right hamstring, a tight right hamstring right now, but that probably shouldn't keep him – I, I wouldn't think that keeps him out of action too much. No. And we spoke to Jose Ramirez uh, the other day via Zoom, and he, uh, he's Jose Ramirez. He hasn't changed one bit. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the smile, the bravado, everything is there. He, he, was, uh, he was real happy to be back with his teammates. We asked him uh, what it was like to be able to spend some time with his, his young daughter, who, who was born during the season last year. He was very grateful uh, for that. but. Uh, you know, this is a guy who who stepped in against Trevor Bauer in the desert on a on a video on Trevor Bauer's website 
and hit what he thought was a 500-foot home run. Uh, Trevor Bauer said it was a pop-out to the second baseman. I think it was somewhere in between that. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that, that's going to be a great matchup if, if Bauer faces uh, the Indians. You know, when I think they've got, what, four, four games, consecutive games against the Reds, mm-hmm. and you, you know he's going to pitch one of those games. They're going to work the rotation so he starts one of those games. And it's, it's really yeah. going to be fun because – you know, he was him and uh, Ramirez were always going back and forth when they were teammates in Cleveland. You know, who could, who's going to strike? If Bauer was going to strike him out, Ramirez was going to hit a home run. So uh, it's going to be fun to see. Yeah, I, I, I can see it being uh, fun for some guys. I, Frankie, I could see him stepping in there being nothing but all business. I could see Frankie being totally serious. Francisco Lindor takes his hitting very seriously. He doesn't talk about his hitting. He doesn't. He doesn't give anything away to anybody about the, when he steps into the box. No hitting secrets, no strategies, no, no anything. Uh, so, you know, when the two of them match up, I think that's going to be the one to watch is Lindor versus, versus Trevor Bauer. Yeah, right. kind of, the intensity's already kind of dialed up. You know, uh, Clevenger was talking about his, his, at-bats, his, his at-bats against uh, Lindor. And uh, I guess he struck Lindor out twice, but – you know, he, he said uh, yesterday that he considers him probably the best left-handed hitter in, in the American League. And, uh, you know, that's a good way to tune up for the, uh, for the season. Yeah, it's a good way to stay sharp. All right. Uh, you know, the other, the other big news that we sort of didn't get to in yesterday's podcast, and we had been away uh, for the weekend and the first two uh, workouts last week, was the sort of the, the bombshell news, the, the completely out of left field, Unaware, uh, unexpected news on Friday night last week that the the Indians, uh, in in line with what's going on with, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and you know the the movement in this country to to sort of eliminate racial and social injustice, uh, and the pressure that's been felt by the Washington Redskins to change their name, the Indians put out a press release saying that they've had internal conversations about a path forward on the Cleveland Indians name and how it's been viewed in, in, in the past and uh, what their potential is. It's, it basically opens the door. It puts it on the table for the possibility of a name change at some point in the future. It might not happen anytime soon, but this is at least a possibility that's out there. And boy, has everybody taken off and run with it. And we immediately got polls and responses from readers and listeners about what their thoughts are, what the name should be, who, if they should change it, if they should keep it. Hoinsey, where do you fall on all this? Yeah, uh, Joe, I, this kind of, you know, I should have seen this coming uh, when they, you know, uh, did away retired Chief Wahoo. And I think we've talked about it, you know, that that's why they didn't come up with a logo after the All-Star game, because if you're going to come up with a logo, you, you, you've really got to concentrate on the name if you can't find a name that is going to you know appease uh you know Amer- the american indians so i we should have seen i should have seen this coming but like you i was taken by surprise by it friday night um to be honest with you joe i see nothing wrong with the the name the indians i i think that's i don't see you know it, it it's hard for me to 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 really get worked up against to, to have a you know a, a, a negative feeling about that, but I understand it. You know, in talking to uh, Chris Antonetti, the Indians' president of baseball operations, 
you know, he was very much involved in uh, the, the general managers, MLB executives um, movement, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement on the draft uh, to Black Lives Matter, United, you know, United We Stand. Um, so I, and I thought that, you know, they were going to make a movement that way. I thought this, that was the direction the organization was, was headed. But, um, but I guess, you know, this is the biggest way they can show that they are socially engaged with, with, with the community and, and the sense of change that I think is overtaken the country. And the biggest thing a ball club has is its name. And uh, so that's what the focus is on. They haven't said they're going to change it. They're going to say they, they've said they're going to go into discussions with all community later, leaders, the stakeholders in the club, the fans, Native Americans. We'll see what comes out of it. But, you know, I would think when a movement like this starts, you know, there's no stopping it. I think um, we'll probably have a new name for uh, the Cleveland Ball Club, uh, not this season, but perhaps as early as next year. I, I agree that it could happen soon, possibly next year. I, I'm thinking maybe beyond that, maybe 2022, 23. Uh, as, as a more likely scenario. Uh, I, I've grown up loving the team. I don't think the uniform, the logo, or the name that you put the players in is going to make a difference to me as a fan, whether or not I root for them. You know, I've, I've gotten some ridiculous emails in the last – you know, week, just saying, well, if they change the name, then I'm, I'm not going to be a fan of the team. I'm dropping them. I'm never, I can't imagine not watching baseball. I can't imagine not watching baseball in Cleveland, a team of guys playing for our city that, you know, we love and, and support. I, that I can't imagine. You can call them whatever you want to call them. It's, it's not going to make me stop loving baseball or baseball in Cleveland played by guys who are Paid to entertain us. Uh, yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me what the name is, and you could you could make it re- something really cool. Spiders is really cool. I think they could do a lot with it. Spiders gives me the creeps. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I, I want to step on a spider when I see it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Spider Man's awesome. You, the spiders, the Cleveland Spiders. Their last year of existence, they lost 135 games. And they were so bad, they couldn't play at home anymore. And that's because the ownership took all the good players from that team and sent them to St. Louis. So you want to so name you a took, team after So that? if you took Francisco Lindor and Shane Bieber and Mike Clevenger off this team this year and they lost 59 games, would you, would you change the team's name? I, I, that, that argument that they lost, they lost 134 games in their last year. That has no, that bears no, nothing. It's, it means nothing. It, it, I just think I, that's digging up bad history. That's bad karma to bring this. You know what? This city's got enough bad sports karma. What's, what's one more? I, yeah. It's not nothing. You could make, you could make a mint off of new, Cleveland Spiders logo, gear, and everything. I think it'd be awesome. And think about the pinstripe uniforms. They could do pinstripe uniforms. That would look really cool. Spiders web. (laughs) Yeah. Again, for anybody who 
is so married to, is so invested in Chief Wahoo or the Indians, you have to ask yourself why and be honest about why. Be honest about why if they change it, it's going to offend you or bother you or hurt your feelings. This is, it's, it's a name and a logo. It, it means, ultimately, it means nothing. It's a, it's a hot button topic for sure. I think it's, the Indians have been named the Indians for 105 years. There's a lot of tradition there. There's a lot of, you know, success. There's a lot of failure. There's a, there's a deep connection between the Indians and Cleveland. And if you change that, you really, you know, run the risk, I think, if you're an organization, of shaking that trust with the club. But I, th- I also agree with you, Joe. Baseball is baseball. If, if a, a player has Cleveland across the front of his chest, you're going to watch it. it I mean, it, and a name is only a name. And if it offends some people, if it's time for a change and the, and the people whose name it is are offended by it, if you can do the research on that and find that out, then, then it should be changed. All right. Well, I, I, this is we, – we you and I definitely differ on this. We differed on the Chief Wahoo logo. Yeah. But again, I think we we both sort of agree on the fact that you know baseball is baseball, and no matter what, you know we we love watching it here in Cleveland, and uh, this is these are the guys who do it, so we're going to follow these guys and 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 support them. I, I don't care what logo they have on their jerseys. So, yeah. and I've heard this is you know when people when they drop Chief Wahoo, people said we're never going to watch again. I guarantee you, those people are, are have watched baseball. You know, and and I think the the people that are angry now, if they do change the name, they'll come back. Baseball, you you can't get away from baseball. It's it's part of us. And if you're a fan, you're a fan. Like you said, it doesn't matter what the logo is. And you know what? Those people are going to show up at games wearing their Indians jerseys and their their Indians t-shirts. Fine. Let them. Do not care. Walk around Progressive Field wearing as much Indians gear as you want the first year that they're the Spiders or the Guardians or whatever you want to call them, walk, do that. Those people eventually will all die off. They'll all be gone. And, and why, why don't we the, say they're converted? Those people will be converted. Yeah, I don't want to say converted. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll eventually cycle out. It, it, it'll just happen. Um, but, but, Joe, I've been fielding names and names and names on here. I've gotten over – the last time I counted, it was like 260 names, different names. And, were, and that doesn't even cover the, you know, the repeats on, on the names. And, and I'm still getting names. It's, what's, the, it's crazy. What's, the worst, what's the worst one you've gotten so far? Oh, the worst one I got was, uh, I think, uh, oh, man, there's, there's been a lot. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot. Of, there's been some nasty ones. But uh, the Cleveland Blue Herons. That was one that I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't get that. I like birds, What's but the I, didn't like the, I didn't get know where the the blue herring, the herrings come, came from. I like the Cleveland Cyclones after uh, Cy Young. There you go. That's you not know, bad. I, I, and uh, the one one was cool. Uh, the Cleveland Shoeless Joes I thought was pretty good, <laughs> but I know it's kind of yeah. <laughs> a niche, it, it's a niche not gonna, name. And and I saw you know uh, Senator Sherrod Brown wants to call them the Buckeyes and that would honor the, the, uh, the Negro league team, but there's no way you've got Ohio state. There, there's absolutely yeah. no way you're going to get Buckeyes as a, as a trademark name. And, and I saw, 
Not a chance. One was one was Cleveland Forty Eighters, you know, the uh, in honor of the nineteen forty eight, you know, World Series club. The other was uh, some the Red Tails, the Cleveland Red Tails, well, after the Tuskegee Airmen. And so that that one I think is going to get taken by the the Redskins. I think the Washington Redskins are going to change their name to the Red Tails. I, I've seen some mock ups of potential jerseys and logos for that, and that actually makes a lot of sense and would be really good. So yeah. And, and I guess the guy that wrote me had said there's a bunch of, fo- you know, for former Tuskegee Airmen from Ohio, so mm-hmm. there would be a connection there. That'd be really neat. So uh, there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of potential for change out there. But again, uh, this is a, a, a debate that's going to go on for, uh, for the foreseeable future. And we'll continue to get emails like this from the guys trying to be funny to the guys being serious and to the guys being seriously misguided with a lot of these i think uh it'll be be interesting all right uh that was that was a fun conversation uh, i'm sure we'll have it again at some point uh maybe even bring in some guests to talk about it uh in in future episodes of the podcast and in the future we will be doing uh recaps of some of these inter squad games and as we get into regular season games we'll be you know uh wrapping those up and and talking about the the play in those games as well so uh Again, for the for the for the next time we get together on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, Hoinsey, uh, go Cleveland Baseball Club. <laughs> the Cleveland Baseball Club. There you go. <laughs> you Talk don't make later. anybody mad. No. 